here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Voorhees. This is episode 25 of our little podcast, and I want to welcome to the show my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus, and my buddy from Champions Round, Dan Turner. We are here because the Eagles stink at football, and they keep costing me money. So we're going to talk about that a little off the top, a little 10-minute action, and then we will get to our week eight gambling preview. Before we do that, let's talk about a little Champions Round business. There is a reason that I'm wearing this mask. One, it's Halloween, and two, it's signed by the guy who did – the Halloween music, Ari, whatever his name is, I'm going to keep forgetting it, but it's signed. You can see it. it. says Jason never dies on it, and despite all my gambling losses, I have not died yet. So you can get this mask. There's more information if you go to the Champions Round Twitter or Instagram. So you can sign up for this. You can wear this beautiful mask for Halloween like me. We are also giving away a Donovan McNabb signed jersey because the Eagles stink. Donovan McNabb might have been their last good quarterback or half-decent quarterback. And I'd like to remember the good times for the Eagles, just like you two would. So more information, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, at Champions Round, for your chance to win the Donovan McNabb or the Jason Mask. So that's it. That's my little intro to the show. The Dan's welcome. Where do we start with this Eagles team? We had plus three. Everybody and their mother was on the Eagles, including myself. All the Sharps love the Eagles this week. No way they can lose. They go down the field first time, seven points on the board. And then these idiots decide to give up 30 straight points. And I'm texting you two on the side. When are we firing housing? Dan turned to me about three years ago. That would have been a good idea. So where do we stand on the Eagles season? Where do we stand on the franchise? I'm going to turn the floor over to you two. Well, this is a pleasure because Eagle, Dan, and I, uh, we first met, I believe, when I was on uh, Front Yard Fantasy and uh, mm-hmm. always knew he was a homie. But, you know, it's great that we could come together on the Champions Round to discuss how bad the Eagles team as a whole are. I think it starts at the top. Nick Sirianni, I think he's he just thinks he's too smart for everybody else, man. And it comes out today that apparently they're looking to get Minshew into the mix like now it's just getting it, what started out as worse, like last week after losing to the Raiders, where these definitely a winnable game, uh, like many of their games this season. Now you're already talking about taking out Hurts. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm just over all the BS of the nonsense. Like, let Jalen Hurts give him give him the keys to the offense and run the fucking ball. And then the one time they run the ball, of course, Miles Sanders gets hurt, right? So no consistency with this offense. Their defense and their offense both rank bottom 10 in the NFL, so it's no surprise that they suck. But at this point, just give us some kind of red zone efficiency, man. Like, let – I don't know. This team just fucking sucks. All of Philly sports sucks right now. I just watched the Sixers <laughs> lose to the fucking Knicks for the first time since April of 2017. Are you kidding me right now? Like, it's just a bad – it's a bad week, bad year for Philly. This is the spice I wanted when we got to the podcast. All right, Dan. Turner, what do we got? <laughs> I mean, you know – Titus said it perfectly, but I think it goes even deeper than that. It goes up to Howie Roseman. You know, he can't do anything correct since we won the Super Bowl. I mean, he took that one experiment and decided that was the best way to run a team. You realize from 2013 to 2017, we had got 29 draft picks and only three of them are still on the team. Not even like starting or anything, just on the team. Three, which should be the core of the team. It's awful. 
he gives these contract hundred plus million dollar contract to Carson Wentz and trades him three days later. Like he hires these like coaches actually don't want to come here because he he's there. He's actually driving away good talent. So we have to hire these guys that you know can't run any kind of scheme that's worth anything. I could probably put up NCAA 14 and run a better scheme than the Eagles do right now. <laughs> both offense and defense. I mean, defense, forget it. I mean, you think that we wouldn't know linebackers didn't exist or anything when they're standing in the middle of the field doing absolutely nothing. I mean, I saw some game tape from the Raiders game. Literally, both linebackers are standing there doing nothing. Like, the people are running, like, around them, and they're just sitting there, like, just backing up. Like, what? why? It's just... And there's no hope. You know we're going to lose to the Lions. We're definitely losing to the Lions. I don't, if anyone thinks we're not, we are. Because Goff is going to just destroy them. Denver's right. probably going to have 220 yards, you know, rushing on us. And 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 Khalif Raymond's going to have like 150. So I mean, anyone that doesn't think that we're going to lose to the Lions is mistaken. So yeah, there's, would it there's, be surprised if DeAndre Swift from Philly just ran all over him too? Yeah. Like it's I, just going to it, be. It's not even a surprise. I expect that to happen because you know you have Fletcher Cox just complaining about the fact that the defensive. Philosophy sucks. He's, he isn't getting paid to chase screens. You're not getting paid to do anything. You, you're you getting paid millions of dollars, but all you're doing is running into, you know, a third, you know, third, third on a death chart offensive guard and just, you know, quitting on the team. So we should cut you, but we can't because the contract that, the, that Howie Roseman gave you is so egregious that we can't do that. So, you know, the cap's a mess. He can't draft. He can't talent. We have, we could have three first round picks next year. We're probably going to trade him for some bum. Or, you know, draft some, like, offensive guard from, like, Minnesota or, like, West Kentucky State or something. So I'm not even excited about that because the guy that that's having the, the, the three first-round picks has proven that he can't draft for anything. So, you know, I would probably take a I, – I trust Steph, honestly, to draft better for the Eagles right now than I would Howard Roseman. She hates the Eagles. So that's where I am right now. Dude, you, you summed that up perfectly because I, I it does. I said it started at the top, me and Sirianni. But, yeah, this goes back way back to Howie, Howie Roseman. Should have been fired years ago. That championship saved his saved his career, to be honest. And Jeffrey Laurie just doesn't want to trust anybody else. They they keep it within the family. I don't see them getting anywhere. They're, this franchise isn't going to go anywhere until Howie's out of the building. So. And he's not going to because no. Howie got Laurie his title. And yep. it's not like the Eagles fans are not going to go to the games because they love the team so much. So what 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 does Howie have to be fired for? Laurie got his ring. You know, still making money. they delivered the, the championship that we all wanted. You had to give him credit for that, but now he that doesn't get that shouldn't give him a lifetime like achievement award for you know sucking the rest of his career. But apparently that's what's going to happen. And there's just yeah. like there's no hope on the horizon at all as long as he's in charge. Facts. To to be honest with you, me betting the Eagles plus three last week turned into great content. So now I'm happy about it. <laughs> this was this the last seven minutes were completely worth the entire pain of watching the three and a half hours of the Eagles. So thank you to both for that. Also, I wanted to point out the fact that the best drafter in the Eagles' last 20 years has been Chip Kelly. That's probably not great for your franchise. Not at all. I would, I would rather, I would take Chip Kelly right now over what we have. That, that's how, that's how. Because at least he was like offensively efficient. We went to the playoffs the first year. I mean, he tanked after that and got rid of all of our yeah. poor franchise players. And but at least he had some winning pedigree. And he was smart enough to know that Howie Roseman is an idiot and threw him to the other side of the building where he couldn't do anything. He did. Right. He did. He, and, he tried and, to snake uh, Howie completely out of the building. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. And and all we have to show for it, drafting-wise, in the last couple of years is Quez Watkins and Jordan Mailata. Awesome. That's it. Great. <laughs> all those picks. Like, I, I swear to God, we're, we're going to either trade those three first-round picks for, for some nobody bum. Or we're taking like an offensive tackle. I'm gonna turn my TV off and quit. 
watching football. It's going to happen. So, random thought. Do you think that we should get into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? It depends on what he costs. I mean, honestly, like, I if know. He, if, that... he, if he costs two first-round picks, no. Jalen Hurts no. and – No. Okay. I wouldn't no. either. No. I'll just you know keep Hurts, man. Not... Re- rebuild, man. You don't need that. You don't yeah, need Deshaun Watson. Right, yeah. we're, not a, we're not a Super Bowl contender. No. Like, It's a perfect point. Deshaun Watson is going to fix everything that's wrong. We need right. cheap, good talent, and we have none of that right now. I mean, but, honestly, but you're, like, you're, your whole point is that Howie can't draft, right? right? So at least if you're turning all three of those first-round picks into a proven talent like Deshaun Watson, you don't have to worry about him screwing up those picks. At least you know you're getting something awesome for him. So if that's the case, maybe it is smart to go ahead and trade all three first-round picks away. But that, but that, but that doesn't solve anything because one is expensive. It does solve something. It does. It does. You, you got a, you got a quarterback. Even we have a good quarterback, we don't have an offensive line that stays unhealthy because they're all forty-seven years old. We you got know, one receiver. We, we one got no no we linebackers. Have we have because Smith is good and Watkins is okay when he you know when, he, when right. they actually throw the ball down the field, which is impossible for us to do. Our defense is a bunch of overpaid you know guys that don't that are pretty much just coasting on retirement at this point. Like Deshaun Watson's a great talent. There's no denying that, but having him there, one is going to fix the cap, and he isn't going to be. Good enough to overcome everything else that's wrong with this team, which is literally everything else. Start the gambling this week, week eight preview. With that game, we'll go Eagles minus three and a half against the Lions. Dan Turner, I know you said they're going to lose. What's yeah. the handicap in that game? Oh, it's I, it's I mean, I take the take the Lions. I take the Lions straight up. They're going to win outright. It's not even you don't even have to worry about the line. Eagles are going to lose that game. <laughs> they are. They're going to lose that game. Every time I've come on on a show with you and predicted something about the Eagles, yes. it happened. That's true. Every single That's time. That's true. Jared Goff is going to look like Jared Goff is going to need to look like Joe Montana against that defense. That's that's what's going to happen. I mean, those are strong words. To be fair, last time you said that the Eagles would lose to Tampa Bay and not cover, they did cover. They came back and they, they snuck in the because, back door. <laughs> they covered because for the last three quarters, Tampa Bay fell asleep. That's why they covered because they were bored. I'm just saying. No, you have made me a lot of money talking about the Eagles, so it is probably good advice to bet on Detroit plus three and a half. Titus, what's your handicap on this game? Yeah, I don't trust the birds here. They are one and five against the spread in their last six um, against Detroit. And uh, yeah, I just don't. I mean, we just went on a tirade because they fucking suck. So I can't back them here. I'm fading them. I'll take the over just because I feel like our defense can't stop anybody. We just watched the Raiders put up 30, so why can't Goff put up at least, you know, 28, 30, something around that Goff range? Goff was doing so. well against the Rams defense, and we don't have the Rams defense. He did. Right, right, exactly. So, hey, he was playing a little bit more motivated. I don't really see it out of the Eagles camp. They look like they're a dumpster fire. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably – if I was going to back somebody, it would probably be Detroit, but I'm going to stay away from it, take the over. Okay, the over right now currently set at 48, so – I like that one, too. I think it'll get up there. Yeah. All right, so over 48, Dan Turner's on the plus three and a half. Titus leaning towards the plus three and a half, but not quite there. More of a stay away situation. All <laughs> stay right. away. They Dan, suck. Stay away. <laughs> Dan Turner, thank you so much for joining us. You can catch all of his work at the Champions Round app. Stay tuned for all of his Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And every day is draft day. His podcast with Steffi Smalls. That'll be airing tomorrow on Wednesday, so go check that out. We have a special giveaway. Your former quarterback, 
we have a Carson Wentz mini helmet that we're giving away on that show. So oh, stay I tuned for that. About Donovan no. McNabb. We don't acknowledge no. Carson no. anymore. for the show. Throwing that helmet away, not giving it, throwing. <laughs> That's a typo. We're throwing it away. I kept the McNabb stuff for, for my show. I'm, I'm keeping the good items. I'm trying to pawn off the bad items. Not really. <laughs> that, the Wentz mini helmet is cool. He played great last week. Come on. He did. He did. He got a dub. Right. I don't we'll know about great, about... but he played better than Garoppolo. Which well, is that's not, not that's not much. saying much. All right. <laughs> not We're going to talk about that game a little bit. So, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And we will talk to you a little bit later. All right. See you, Dad. Let us get back to our normally scheduled programming. Titus, let's get to it. Let's make some money this week. Last week was all about the good vibes. This is all about Halloween. This is about extracting maximum pain on the sports books. Let's do it now. Let's make some money, babe. All right. Let's start off Thursday night football. Green Bay Packers against the Arizona Cardinals. This line opened three, three and a half. Uh, COVID got the best of the Packers here. The line is already up to six and a half, seven at some places. What is your take on this game with the Packers without Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard? Likely probably some more people to come. So it looks like some coaching staff is going to be out also. Uh, Arizona's riding high, man. They uh, they keep covering. So what's your uh, take on this game? I'm going to get gross and go with the pack. I think uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers isn't going to show up on the COVID protocol list, I think it's a pretty good spot for him to just prove everybody, all the doubters wrong. Back against the wall, I'm going to trust the veteran, the guy that's in the last dance of his his campaign with the, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he won't have his top target in Devontae Adams and also Alan Lazard. But Aaron Jones, still in the fold. I think he'll have a big day. A.J. Dillon, wouldn't be surprised if they tried to control the clock, run it run it a little bit more because he doesn't have those, those weapons on the outside. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to come off of IR, so he will have at least one guy. That dude has no hands, but at least he can take the top off of defenses. Um, but I think this is a good spot, man. Aaron Rodgers is an underdog, and – you know, I think that the eventually, like we've talked about this for several weeks now, at some point, the wheels will fall off for at some point. the Arizona Cardinals. At some point. But I, I don't know if they're going to lose the game, but I'm at least going to take the Packers points. I think at six, this is a good number to get. It might go up, but I'm going to grab it now just to, just, to case, just to make sure. I'm so done with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't want to watch them play anymore. I mean, I do because they're fun to watch, but every single bet – is just the worst against them. So I, I obviously bet I bet Houston plus 18 and a half last week. That was dead. I bet uh Houston plus 11 first half go up five nothing. No points. It was like five nothing for a long time. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fantastic. I'm finally gonna get a win against Arizona. Nope. Nope. They scored 17 points in like the last seven minutes of the of uh, the first half to cover 17 to 5. I lose plus eleven, plus twelve. I'm done with them. So <laughs> as I've said before. I will bet against the Arizona Cardinals every week until I win a game just out of spite. That is not how you win at gambling at all. This is a great way to lose tons of money. I don't care. Triple put down. A half, put, put, put a quarter half unit on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, well, Absolutely. Don't, don't break no, it. Quarter, for it. No, 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 no. I'm pouring out all the coins on the table here. Now, <laughs> I, so I bet, the, I bet the Packers at three and a half early. Then the COVID thing hit. I've doubled down. I have a book nice. that it's, it's at seven. Uh, yeah, you, I think that your Aaron Rodgers point is spot on. He's going to keep this, especially at seven or six and a half. He's going to keep it within that margin, I think. 
Uh, I think there are things that the Green Bay Packers defense can do to slow down the Cardinals offense. I think there are advantages that the Packers have on the ground with Aaron with uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they'll be able to exploit that. I do like the under 50 a little bit. I think it won't be that high scoring. Something Thursday like, uh, yeah, Thursday game for sure. 27-23 gets you under the 50. I like that. I like Cardinals winning. So I think that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. So we're both kind of on the Packers. Uh, hopefully this number gets keeps going up. I mean, as long as it's Rodgers is good, and I think Matt LaFleur, as long as he's there, right? I hope this gets above seven and a half. Keep rolling guys out that don't matter. Devontae definitely <laughs> matters. I mean, he's definitely worth a couple points, but like we're getting into a silly season here with the getting up to six and a half. Yeah, I think that that it was a bit aggressive by the books here. I don't know that Devontae Adams is worth that many points, like certainly worth like a point and a half, but now that it's continuing to slide, um, I don't know how much more value in terms of. Uh, gain you're going to get from any more Packers other than out, outside of Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones. That's really going to swing uh, any more momentum for these books. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to first game of Sunday, Halloween. Put my mask back on for this one. Miami plus 13 and a half at Buffalo. Hey, Miami covered for us last week. It was gross. It was ugly, but they got it done. Bill's coming off of bye. Still the hottest team in the game, even though they lost to the Titans. They're a really, really, really solid team. Uh, what do you think about this one? I'm going to write. So these big spreads, they really kill me. I, I didn't want to take the the Houston Cardinals game last week for obvious reasons. And then, you know, they blew the, they just blew them out. Um, but I'm going to back the Bills here. Uh, the Bills coming off of a bye. I think they're going to have a lot of time to prepare for the Miami Dolphins, who aren't a very good team. They do look better with Tua in there. But there's just not enough weapons on the Miami side to really keep pace with this offense, this Bills offense. And, um, you know, you got Will Fuller. He's still on the shelf. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a really good game left for a brief amount of time, but their run game isn't consistent enough to keep up and, and actually control the clock against this Bills team. I think the Bills are going to run them out, run them out the, the uh, run them off the field. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. Yeah, I'm definitely kind of a stay away here. I think it's just too big of a number for a divisional dog. Uh, two uh, two horrendous interceptions against the Falcons, but really generally bad. play. Generally played well. That's two weeks in a row that I, I feel like I've seen more zip on the ball from him, uh, more uh, aggressive decision making. So that's awesome to see. But Buffalo is still Buffalo, man. So 13 and a half, that's dangerous. If I saw a 14 and a half, I would probably take Miami. I don't know if there's a position in which I'd take Buffalo, maybe in a teaser, even though the teaser, like that, there's no mathematical advantage to doing a teaser here. Um, but if it gets, if I can get it below seven, Maybe I'd do it on Buffalo. Kind of gross. Um, I'm kind of staying away here. So I wish I had more to say. It's just too big of a spread. It's kind of I just not not gross enough for me to take. Yeah, Dolphins have been covering, man. Uh, last They're 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six as a road underdog. So um, recency bias, I mean, they're, the Miami, this could be a good spot for them. I just don't. I've been fading Tua all year. And much yeah. like you with the Arizona Cardinals, like I just can't. I can't stop doing it. I just can't don't quit believe it. it. Don't believe in Tua, man. All right. Uh, Pitt plus three and a half at Cleveland. Cleveland looks like it's going to get back Nick Chubb. Both teams coming off of buys. Well, I guess Cleveland on a half buy. They played on Thursday. Uh, we don't know about Baker's status here. I assume that he's going to try and give it a go, but that shoulder's really messed up. I'm not sure that there's that big of a difference between him and Case Keenum at this point. Pittsburgh, we know the issues with Pittsburgh at this point. They are who we thought they were, I guess. Their offense is kind of stinky. Ben Roethlisberger isn't good. That defense is really, really excellent when they want to be, when they can turn it on. Secondary is a little bit weak-ish, but 
they can get it done. Uh, what do you think about this game? I'm riding with the Steelers, and it's mainly because that's no, not really because of this, but um, I love what Tomlin said on his presser today that pretty much went viral. Just like, don't ask him, don't ask him shit about going to college because it ain't happening. For some reason, I got to feel like uh, coming off of the bye, Tomlin's going to have these guys juiced up, ready to go. Cleveland's still super, super injury riddled right now. You know, yeah, they get Nick Chubb back, but Kareem Hunt is a, is a really big part of their offense. Baker Mayfield still on the shelf. Who knows what the hell happened to Odell Beckham? He just looks awful. Um, Jarvis Landry made it back, but didn't really have much success either. But Kevin Stefanski is 0-6 in the division uh, against the spread. So, you know, this is a this isn't a good spot for me for if I'm the Cleveland Browns trying to get healthy. Uh, coming off of a pretty ugly game, but they 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 willed it out with Dearness Johnson. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Steelers here at three and a half. Get that hook. I am leaning towards Cleveland right now. I do not think it will be one of my best five. The reason being, I saw what Seattle's run game and the Seattle's run game isn't that great. What they did no. to the Steelers at points with Geno Smith, I think that there is a chance that the Cleveland Browns are absolutely able to gash the Steelers defense on the ground. Especially it looks like their tackles will be healthy. They get Nick Chubb back. They're not going to have Kareem, but we we saw that Deanerus Johnson is more than capable of being successful there. Don't care who's the quarterback. And I think that Cleveland's defense can do enough against the Steelers' offense that they won't be able to put that many points on the board. I think it'll be a pretty low-scoring game. Total right now, you have 42.5 points, so pretty low. Uh, again, I don't think this will be one of my best five, but I'm leaning towards the Browns getting it done here uh, against the Steelers that I, I just can't trust this team right now. I dig it. We'll see All how right. that. We'll see if this, let's see if that changes by Friday. Oh, uh, it might. It might. I am scared off by that game. Uh, Carolina <laughs> plus three at Atlanta. Atlanta coming off of a last second win against Miami. Carolina, one of the grossest games. I feel like I should put on this mask for how they played. That was yeah, a disgusting loss to the New York Giants in New York. Uh, do you think that the Panthers are going to be able to bounce back here? No, I don't. Uh, we saw PJ Walker enter the game, Mister XFL. And that's pretty bad. You know, Sam Darnold was rocking and rolling 3-0. and And then all of a sudden, you get a little pressure on him, and he's freaking awful. So I can't trust Carolina at all right now. They're really they're, – I think they're just really um, lacking on offense. And this defense can't continue to carry them, as we've seen. You lost to the New York Giants uh, in an ugly game where the Giants literally had no one on the field other than Daniel Jones. This guy was freaking catching passes. Um, which was actually a really great grab that one-handed uh, snatch that he oh, had yeah. there, but but yeah, I can't trust Sam Darnold, man. So at this point, the Falcons look pretty good. I mean, they you know it was a last-second victory over the Miami Dolphins, but they did get the victory, and they seem to be rolling a little bit. I think their offense is clicking a little bit more. We've seen the emergence of Kyle Pitts become one of the top, you know, maybe top five, top four uh, yeah. tight ends in the league right now. I mean, the guy is on the on pace to break the uh, rookie tight end record, so. I like where they're going with it. We saw Calvin Ridley finally find pay dirt. Russell Gage is back. This offense is pretty good. So I, I think that they're, uh, the Falcons are in a good spot here, minus two and a half. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons here. Over under 46. Kind of like the over in this game. I think the Panthers are actually going to be able to score in this game a little bit. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Panthers plus three right now. A little bit of overcorrection in the market. Donald has been really terrible. I could see the Falcons. You were talking about the Falcons last week. They're starting to get steam. Arthur Smith, they definitely look better offensively. Their defense is yeah. still trash. Still trash. Three points at home. If this offense really keeps going, keeps clicking, Mike Davis doesn't matter anymore. Cordero Patterson 
clearly an offensive weapon for them. They have Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage looked really good in his return last week. Kyle Pitts, like you mentioned, has been an absolute monster recently. I can see them putting up a lot of points. So over 46 would be my best bet in this game. Leaning towards the Panthers just because I think there's value there, given where they were two weeks ago. But yeah, you may be able, you may be catching the Falcons at the beginning of a run here. And if you believe that, like you do a little bit, then I would take the minus three. So it kind of you gotta you gotta figure out where they are in the market right now. Yeah, I gotta feel like Carolina's slipping in this division here, and this is gonna be a really close matchup. That's why I like the under in this, um, primarily because that these these teams are definitely familiar with each other. Um, and you'll see a little bit more competition and, and action in the trenches to kind of keep this game kind of tight. But, yeah, I like where the Falcons are headed. All right, we already talked about Philly. Let's go on to the Rams, minus 14.5 at Houston. Uh, let's do it. Oh, he's going back to gross. Houston plus 14.5. Let's do it. If Tyrod's scary. playing. It's scary. If, Ty- season. Go. <laughs> if, Ty- if Tyrod Taylor is playing in this game, we are risking many units on the Houston Texans. They are a much different team with Tyrod Taylor in the building. If Davis yeah. Mills is in here, I'm not touching any part of this game. But Tyrod, give me the 14 and a half burger for sure. Yeah, I got to stay away, man. It's just too volatile with those Texans. Uh, I mean, they've covered, they did a great job covering the beginning of the season. If Tyrod is in the fold, I might be convinced to change my mind. But the Rams just look unstoppable and. Being what just seeing what the Arizona Cardinals just did, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams did the same exact thing. So, yeah, scary number for me. I don't know if I could take it at 14 and a half. All right, let's move on. Jacksonville plus three at Seattle. I mean, this game is the definition of the mess. This is gross beyond gross, baby. So, how gross are we getting? Jacksonville plus three and a half, a little tasty, maybe. Gino's a covering machine, but he's also a losing machine. So, which side are you going to be on in this game when Gino's actually a favorite? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. He's not quite Jameis Winston bad when he's a favorite, but like I got to feel like Geno's done enough to keep Seattle competent and in the games. And they lost by a field goal or less in, in each of the first two games that he started. So I got to keep riding with the wave here. Uh, he, he was able to find DK Metcalf. I think maybe we'll eventually see the emergence of Tyler Lockett once we get another week of practice. The run game is a mess, but I got I to gotta back Seattle here. Don't trust Urban Meyer. And, you know, yeah, Jacksonville's coming off of a bye week, but there's been no indications that they've done anything to improve either side of the football. So I got to, I got to roll with the uh, Seattle Seahawks here. Yeah. I want zero part of this game. I'm sorry. Like my half, my brain's like, okay, Jacksonville, they have some pieces. They're coming off of a win and a buy. Great. Seattle's off two losses. Gino clear. I mean, they've scored 30 total points in both games. I understand that they've kept it close, but yeah, we're not talking about they've been playing great teams like new does anyone think that new orleans or pittsburgh is a great team they're well coached so maybe that's the difference that urban meyer is not a well coached team but you can't convince me that i'm gonna bet on a jacksonville team that's traveling six hours across the country that's not happening especially plus three and a half maybe it was plus ten and a half i want to do that but three and a half you kidding me so this is a full stay away from me i want no part of the over under side nothing I don't even want to put this game on my television because I feel like my (laughs) television is going to get a virus from having this game on the television. So we're total pass here. Sorry. Uh, Washington plus three at Denver. Washington looks terrible. They had their chances against Green Bay last week. Nope, there goes the mask. Uh, I don't know what Taylor Heineke was doing with that one where he took the knee on the inch line before getting into the end zone. You got to know better than that. 
Their defense, they played okay last week. In general, they're still pretty terrible. And Denver, I mean, they are who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. Forget about those three wins to start the season. Those were three terrible opponents. They've lost four straight. They lost to Case Keenum. That was a game that they probably should have been able to win. Teddy Bridgewater, sorry, bud. That ain't it. So what do you got in this game? This one is really gross, too. This is gross, and I'm honestly not even interested. Um, fantasy purposes, I'm certainly interested. I'm, I'm heavily invested in Antonio Gibson. I think maybe we can f- have him actually find the end zone. He did get some goal line carries, and we're going into the bye week. So um, I think Washington's probably looking very anxious to that bye week. Denver's is a hot mess. I don't know that I can – I don't have any faith in their offense either because Drew Locke started warming up. Wouldn't be surprised if he winds up splitting snaps later on in the week here with Teddy Bridgewater because their offense just can't get going. The one bright side to the Broncos is that they are getting Jerry Judy back off of IR, which is great. Um, that should at least allow for another weapon for separation for uh, the wideouts here because Tim Patrick has kind of faded um, over the last couple of weeks. So Teddy gets another weapon or maybe Drew gets another weapon. Is it enough that I'm going to back them minus three? No. Um, so this one's probably gonna be a stay away from me. Cause I also can't trust the red, the, uh, the Washington football team to do anything other than just really throw Hail Marys to Terry McLaurin and, uh, have Ter- Taylor Heineke turn over the ball or make really bad decisions when the game's on the line. Yeah. I have a loose lean towards Denver in this game. I think they get a little bit back on track against this kind of weak, uh, Washington defense. I do like the over 43 and a half. I think that Judy coming back is going to be a boost to the Denver offense. And we've seen this Denver defense. They can't really stop it. I think that Gibson will have a good game. McKissick's probably going to be involved. Heineke, I mean, he's made some mental mistakes. He turns the ball over too much. But he's not a terrible quarterback. There's, I'd rather have yeah. him than a lot of different quarterbacks in the NFL right now. At least he does stuff, especially with his legs. Uh, I really like what he does with his legs, actually. Um, I think he's more than competent. But I don't think they'll get it done in this one. I think that Denver's offense will turn up a little bit. I think they'll score 27-ish points. We'll get the over 43 and a half. So we'll bang that one. Uh, let's move on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Indianapolis plus one at home versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans coming off of two elite wins against the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Colts also riding high. Got a couple nice wins in a row. Big Sunday night football win at the 49ers. What are you liking this one? Uh, so this one I'm going to probably have to do a little bit more digging on because – I love the way that the Indianapolis Colts are playing defense right now, but Tennessee finally unlocked something against the Chiefs there. And we actually saw Tannehill actually able to push the ball down the field a little bit. Um, They just looked like they were super confident. And that's the type of confidence I was expecting out of the Titans when they had a pretty soft schedule in the beginning and they just didn't really show up. But at the same time, the Colts are coming up at the right time as well. So this is going to be a really interesting divisional matchup here. It's already a pick em, so to me, I'll probably stay away. Um, but I am I'm very intrigued by this game total here. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the divisional matchup the way both teams are kind of leaning on their defenses a little bit more uh, to take the under. And, you know, obviously, if, if Derrick Henry is fed the rock 30 times, it's definitely going to go under. Um, I don't really see this, this Tennessee Titans team being super explosive against an Indianapolis Colts team that's been better on defense. And then I also can't trust Carson Wentz. Like Michael Pittman had a great catch, pretty much threw up a, a jump ball to him, brought it down in the in the in the cold, in the in the rain, and in the weather, and stuff like that. So, but I still don't know that I can trust their offense that much outside of Jonathan Taylor. So I'm gonna take the under here. 
And I'll probably look into it further in the week, whether I would have a, a, a lean towards, you know, the Colts or the, uh, the Titans. Best bet. <laughs> Colts plus one. Best bet. Colts plus one. You have to do it. You have to do this situation. This is a perfect spot to fade the Tennessee Titans off of two giant wins, completely overinflated in the market. We have a Colts team that absolutely dominates the Titans in Indianapolis, Tennessee off of two huge road home wins, traveling, the Colts playing much better. That defense is awesome. I think that offense, especially against the Titans defense, is susceptible to the run game. They've just faced two teams in the Bills and the Chiefs that hate running the ball. Like, they're actually allergic to running the ball. Now you're going to have Jonathan Taylor busting through holes. I think this is an absolute smash spot for the Indianapolis Colts. So give me them plus one, and I agree with you a ton. 151, that is one of my best bets of the week. Also, let's get it. The books are going yeah. down on this one. The books are going down yeah, on this it, one. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I like, your, I like your trends with that. I mean, the Titans are definitely there. In their last 10, they're 3-7 and seven against the spread. The favorites eight and two against the spread in their last ten. So very curious here. Um, no, no surprise that it's a pick 'em here with both teams kind of riding high off of a couple of really good wins. All right, let's move quickly through a couple more. Cincinnati minus ten against the Jets, who are starting Joe Flacco or some guy named Mike White that I haven't heard of until last week. Cincinnati coming off of a giant win uh, against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, and Jamar Chase looks like the best wide receiver in football. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> Mike White. I was trying to Google who the hell that guy was, too. I was like, and then they trade for Joe Flacco, which is like even more of a disaster. So, yeah, I, I feel like I got to go with Cincinnati here. I'm probably going to stay away because I don't like the plus 10 uh, at this moment. But Joe Burrow, give the man his props. I mean, oh, yeah, it's a it's a long shot, but. He could be in an MVP conversation if they keep rolling here, man. They have a great record in the AFC. They're ahead of their division, which no one foresaw. And then you got Jamar Chase, who's clearly rookie of the year right now, um, about to, I mean, on pace to shatter Randy Moss's rookie receiving record. So I had my questions about Joe Mixon, but, you know, we saw him get spelled a little bit by Samaji Pirine. Wouldn't be surprised if he's still a little banged up with his ankle injury, but as, as, this is a perfect team for him to get healthy go through it, get an easy victory, and move on to the next week. So I like Cincinnati overall. Uh, I'll probably wait and see on betting this plus 10. The best award race that no one's talking about is comeback player of the year, Dak versus Joe Burrow. That is a very difficult decision. I don't know who's leading right now. I assume Dak because his injury was grosser, but and it's the Cowboys, but (laughs) Joe Burrow's playing awesome, man. Like Their decision to take Jamar Chase and give him like a safety blanket, clearly looking really great right now. Um, right. yeah, I mean, 10 versus the Jets at the Jets, like Cincinnati is definitely 10 points better than the Jets right now, especially given their quarterback situation. But like, you know, gambling enough, this is a terrible spot. You don't want to take the Bengals Just minus seems like 10 a trap. on the road. Yeah. Minus 10 on the road after a giant win against your division rival that you're going to go head to head with the rest of the season for this division crown. I want none of this game. Like if Zach Wilson was starting, I would be all over the Jets in this game, but Flacco or White? No, absolutely not. I'm staying away from everything Joe here. Flacco in 2021. Here we are. Hey, that is not something you want to hear. He should retire a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, San Francisco minus three at Chicago. Anything interests you here? Not really, because I don't 
I want to I want to update on Trey Lance because I can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo worth shit. That dude sucks. Um, Mina Kimes was talking about on ESPN today, like arguing with Keyshawn Johnson because apparently he's like the biggest Jimmy G stand that there is. But like this dude, he's just not good at pushing the ball down the field. He can't go through his progressions. He only throws to Debo Samuel. Um, I was sweating out on Muhammad Sanu one and a half receptions last week, yeah. which is terrible. I'm in the trenches taking grenades with these shit ass bets uh, and trusting them. So I can't. As much as I like Elijah Mitchell and what they were doing uh, before they gave, they had to unfortunately give the ball to Jimmy G to to, to make it a game. Um, I don't know if I like San Francisco here. I think that their team is is going down the wrong direction. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a no bet for me just because I don't want to touch anything uh, uh, anything associated with the San Francisco 49ers right now. Yeah, that's a new bet was really really uh, disheartening for me because all I get is a text from you just like the most dejected, gross. After that bet didn't come through, I felt really, really terrible. Um, he was open Chicago, like three or four yeah. times, man. I'm so angry about it. Like, you just couldn't find him the ball. It was the right, it was the right handicap, man. I saw it. It was only two. It was, yeah, Jimmy G sucks. Uh, I like Chicago plus three and a half in this game. Like, San Francisco continues to be overvalued in the market. We talked about it last week why I liked Indianapolis. Um, I just can't trust San Francisco. And I know that the Chicago team, they only put up three points last week. Everything's a disaster. Matt Nagy has COVID that it might actually be a benefit to them this week. Yeah, I was wondering uh, that too. Like, let's yeah. get somebody else on play calling duties for a change. Yeah, it might actually benefit them. Uh, Bill Lazor looks like he's going to be in charge there. So, um, I, yeah, I have to go on Chicago. I, I think that they're being way undervalued based on last week. That was the worst possible matchup that they could have gotten where they can't protect fields at all. Tampa Bay's defensive line is just awesome. And they throw the ball all over the field. There's nothing that the Bears defense can do about it. Guess what you don't have to worry about against San Francisco? Then throwing the ball all over the field. All you have to do is stop the run game. Justin Fields is going to have time unless Joey Bosa decides to go. I mean, if he plays like he did last week, maybe it's not a great handicap, but I don't anticipate that happening every week. I think that you can exploit the San Francisco defense a little bit. I do anticipate it'll be low scoring. The total right now in the market, I don't know if it's even out right now. Uh, I don't see it on the board. Probably. Oh, uh, I'm seeing 39 and a half. half. Gross. I was going to say the, of it. I was going <laughs> uh, to say the under, I don't want that anymore. So if I had to take Dude, a that side, that game is take... going to be horrendous, man. Like I've seen nothing out of Justin Fields that gives me confidence that he can pull out a win. That's more than like three or four points. Like, but is it, is just... it even Justin Fields fault? Like they can't protect him at all. And all their playmakers no. stink. But I thought he was supposed to have some legs and like he still can't even get the ball. Like, I mean, I, I saw a witness of quite a few throws where he was either overthrowing Allen Robinson, who definitely had a step or underthrowing people. Granted, yeah, he had he had people all in his face the whole yeah. game. But I don't I just the Bears suck, too, man. It's just two bad teams going up against each other. Stay away. Yeah, I'd try to throw the ball to fucking Mars of Vita Veas in my butt the entire game, too. So like, OK. Yeah, I'd take plus three and a half at home for Chicago. You want to bet on Chicago at home, especially as an underdog. Yeah. But but probably don't put a lot of units on this one. Probably not a great idea. Uh, <laughs> New England plus five and a half at the Chargers in L.A. I'm sure that there's going to be about 60,000 mass holes at SoFi Stadium this week. But their biggest win of the season, Mac Jones obviously looked awesome. They won by 40 plus points against the Jets. Great time to fade the Patriots. That's interesting. I'm actually going to back the Patriots here, plus five and a half. I think that that's, uh, that's a comfortable line that I'm willing to take, man. Bill Belichick, 
loves to run the ball and play defense. That's literally what the Chargers issue is, is letting everyone run on them. So um, for me, I think this could be a really big game for Damian Harris and maybe Brandon Bolden. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good spot for Belichick to continue to, to cover here. Um, with the Chargers coming off a of bye, I mean, they could come out firing, but I don't know. Bill Belichick has a way of just, you know, suppressing offenses and uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see Herbert struggle a little bit uh, here coming out of the bye. All I know is that based on last week and the fact that it's the Patriots, all of the money is going to be on the New England Patriots this week. That's why they put this line at five and a half. And you have the Los Angeles Chargers with a bye, with Herbert, with Brandon Staley, who we both agree is a very good coach, with yep. two weeks to prepare, and the Patriots coming off this massive victory against this horrendous Jets team. Everybody and their mother is going to want to bet the Patriots in this game. Chargers by fucking 20. <laughs> and let me add this. Sprinkle some on there. <laughs> the Chargers lost the Patriots last year 45 to nothing at SoBi Stadium. That mm. is in the back of their head. There is a vengeance that is not being talked about in this game. Justin Herbert will have it, and the Chargers are going to cover the spread. You love to see it. That is my Let's handicap. Go. I'm Let's sticking go. to it. I'm going down <laughs> with the ship here. All right. Uh, we have three more games on the board. Tampa Bay, minus five at New Orleans. Is this the spot where we finally fade Tom Brady, or are we buying in? I got to buy in, man. He released some dope you know, post-game uh, tweet. I don't know who his social team is, but they're just crushing shit. <laughs> but he did it after beating the Bears 41 to 3. This guy has no mercy right now. I don't think he cares. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter what the spread is. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. He wants to just kill you. And I'm, I'm going to ride with that. They didn't have Antonio Brown. Didn't matter. Um, we saw Mike Evans go off for three touchdowns. The run game is on point. Their defense is firing. Can't, can't, can't not back the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. I'm going to ride with them. I am staying away officially from this game. You're supposed to back James Winston as an underdog. You're supposed to back Sean Payton as a home dog. Great spots. I am not getting in front of this Tom Brady train right now. Absolutely not. But that doesn't mean I want to bet on him either. This is a full right. stay away for me. I don't want any part of it. Over under 50. Kind of like this is a low scoring game in division. Um, maybe give me like a like a 24-17 Bucks win something like that 27 17 something like that uh I mean after yeah. seeing what Gino was able to do against the Saints defense I'm just imagining what you know Tom Brady's just gonna pepper his guys with targets like and just eat them up so like, yeah it's gonna be interesting because it's a divisional matchup but yeah I don't think that they can keep it within five points of the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they're just rolling right now all right we got Dallas that is minus two and a half minus three at the Minnesota Vikings Sunday night football let me tell you this both teams coming off by home dogs, Minnesota Vikings. Give me it. I don't care if it's gross. I don't care if the Cowboys look awesome. This is a perfect spot with Mike Zimmer as a home dog on Sunday night football, where you want to back the Minnesota Vikings. There's no way that Trayvon Diggs can keep taking pick sixes to the house every week. I do like, I mean, the over under is 55. There's going to be a ton of points in this game, but I think that the Minnesota Vikings, which has proven they've proven that their defense can be kind of good. Like they're a little sneaky. I think they're going to pull this one out as a home dog and win outright. They will definitely be in some sort of money line parlay with me. So this is my best bet of the week. I'm going Dallas minus two. And oh, oh, head to head. Kirk Cousins minus or he's he's one in seven against the spread after a bye. Ooh. He is also three and ten as a night dog. 
And Mike McCarthy has a stellar record off the bye, 11-2-1 against the spread. I just don't believe in, in Kirk Cousins in prime time, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas here. And I hate to say that as an Eagles fan, but me and Dan already went off on our tirade of how much the Eagles suck. So now it's just about getting the bankroll, going with Dallas minus two and a half. The rare Tyus and Gold straight up head-to-head. We might have to put something on this on Friday. See if I come around or if you come around. I don't think that's happening. We are giving away. (laughs) We are at odds. (laughs) Sunday Night Football, we are giving away Amari Cooper and a Justin Jefferson jersey, I believe. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Some good stuff out there. Uh, We actually have a lot of giveaways this week, once again, including the mask. So stay tuned for all of that stuff. Uh, Last game of the week, Giants at Chiefs, the grossest team in the land right now, scoring three points against the Tennessee Titans. I'm pretty sure you and I by ourselves could have scored more than three points against that defense. Uh, Minus 10, minus 11 at home uh, against the Giants. I know we're supposed to take Danny Dimes as a road dog. I don't know what's going to happen with this Chiefs team. I mean, plus 10 seems like a great number, but I'm sure that everybody's going to bet on the Chiefs bounce back here. So I don't know what I'm going to do here. How about you? Yeah, I'm on the fence too, man. The Giants are 20 and six in their last 26 on the road um, as dogs here. So, I don't know, man. Smart money says that they'll find a way to make it happen. And Danny Dimes continues to do it. It's just so hard to like fade the Chiefs here, but it's also hard to back them because they look so bad. And I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is making mistakes every single game. He got yep. con- a little concussed. We saw at the end of the game, they don't really have any rhythm and their defense is atrocious. So I'm going to hold on this one for now. Um, 10 points. I don't love the number, but I also don't have much faith right now in what I've seen out of the Chiefs enough to back them. Um, so I'll take the over here just because if if the Chiefs actually do show up, they're going to put up points on the board. Um, and then Danny Dines will have to keep up. So um, he should have a couple weapons back. Looks like Kadarius Tony should get cleared to play. Uh, Sterling Shepard was close, but he had a late week setback um, last game. So, yeah, if he has more weapons back, I think I'd have more confidence in back in the Giants here. But with, with their current form, I, I can't trust them either. Yeah, I, I want to say that this is a Chiefs get-right spot. Like, it's the perfect situation for a get-right spot. against a bad team at home Monday night. You have eight days to prepare. You're coming off of your grossest game of the week or grossest game of the year, three points on the road against Tennessee. You'd think that Kansas City is going to come out and smoke by 30, but Every single trend says Danny Dimes is a dog, especially on the road. So that would probably make me say when it comes to Monday night and I owe my bookie a couple grand, uh, I'm going to have to end up betting this game. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully I don't have to do it. Uh, yeah, I'll stay away from this one for right now. All right. Likewise. That does it. That does it for uh, episode 25 of Gambling with Gold. We will be back on Friday with all of our best bets. Until then, follow us on social at Champions Round, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Watch on YouTube. We are giving away so many things this week, including the Donovan McNabb jersey. You can find more information about that uh, on Instagram. The mask, we're giving away Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper. We might have some rapid-fire giveaways. Thursday Night Football, we are giving away so much stuff. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray jersey, Devontae Adams, J.J. Watt, David Bakhtiari. All you have to do on this video on YouTube, comment below. Just just say Kyler Murray. That's all you have to do. Just comment Kyler Murray. You're automatically entered. We'll be giving that away on IG Live 430 Thursday before kickoff of that game. 
Until then, Dan, it has been a pleasure as always, and we will talk to you on Friday.